Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Bottom of the Stream. My name is Adam. And I'm Nick. Welcome. I was expecting another welcome. What <laughs> happened? I was just trying to catch you out there. We had, you caught me out. We had dead air there for a second. <laughs> How's it going, Nick? Yeah, good. Um, yeah? Yeah, we've just been having a conversation this evening in the yeah. house. If you were, If currency wasn't money... <laughs> but it yeah. was it was biscuits. Which biscuits would be the equivalent of <laughs> of money? Oh, wow, that's a great conversation. I like it. We I think we decided the rich tea would be the penny. Yep, I'd agree with that because it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind a rich tea though, but it's just like cardboard, just, isn't it? Yeah, the, they're all right in a certain situation. It's, it's not a trustworthy dunker. No, true. Can't trust it for Duncan. What else did we have? I think we had um, the Jaffa cakes are two pound. No, <laughs> not for me. Why not? I don't mind a Jaffa cake, but they're not they're not high value. Well, yeah, but it's like you want something like a double chocolate caramel digestive or something for a two pound. No, no, no. The reason it's a two pound is because you've got uh, oh, you've got the <laughs> middle and the outside. Exactly, it looks like a two pound. Exactly. Okay, I get you. Exactly. Uh, and then the gold bar's the gold bar. <laughs> Fair. Um, any 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 contributions from yourself? <laughs> um, I do like an Oreo. Where would that go? Um, uh, it's 50p? Pretty, I, I, it's pretty trusty, uh, solid biscuit. I'd, maybe a 10 or a 20. Yeah. I would say. Quite common, but What's quite it, cheap, aren't A 50p's got to be a weird biscuit. Like a wagon wheel or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> do you still get wagon wheels? Yeah, you do, so, yeah, yeah. Or a Viscount, weren't they like 50p shaped? Uh, they they were um, they're the ones with the minty centre, aren't they? Do you still get Viscounts? Uh, I'm not sure about them, but I've definitely seen a wagon wheel. Yeah, you can still definitely still get wagon wheels. And you get the... Have you tried McVitie's VIBs? No, what's that? They're like very important biscuits. Okay. Okay, <laughs> they're like new flavored McVitie's chocolate digestives. Would that be? Like- they do like a, they do like a blood orange one, um, a cherry bakewell one. It's quite. There's loads of different ones. They're really nice. Sounds very posh. That'd be like a limited edition five pound coin or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, they're nice. You should check them out. They sell them in Asda. This yeah. isn't an ad for Asda. It's just but all McVitie's. But if you want to send us some biscuits, then yeah, definitely. Please, I'll be up for free biscuits. Please do. Anyway. I've got a bit of a thing for biscuits just lately. I seem to be eating a lot of them. Yep, bad times. Just You should marry them. <laughs> this lockdown stone's turning into like a lockdown free stone. It's okay. not good. Anything else? Any f- that's good content. Any other good content you have for me? Uh, that's all the biscuit chat. So we should probably say why we're here. Um, oh yeah, go on, do that. This is bottom of stream and we are um, scouring the Netflix stream for Hidden Gems. And sometimes we find them, and a lot of the time we do not. <laughs> That's true. Um, it's it's we, been we're coming up to the end of season four as well, which is crazy. I think I think we've done okay the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the last couple of weeks have been quite. Uh, the the randomizer has been good to us, hasn't it? Yeah. See how this week's uh, pans out. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, can we keep our good uh, our good roll going? I just feel like we're on a bit of a roll. So let's see. Let's see. What it does. Happens. This is episode 22. We've only got three left after this one for this season. 
Oh, it's just, yeah, mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. This is like the second lockdown season. We've done two <laughs> two lockdown seasons and two non-lockdown seasons so far. Ah, uh, what is life? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we're going to have to start season five in lockdown as well. Hopefully not for long of it, though. Fingers crossed. Look, I, yeah, hopefully we're uh, we're closer to getting together than uh, Hopefully. Than Fingers ever. crossed. Yes. I do miss you. Yeah, so I was taking a drink. Don't take my uh, non-response for... <laughs> Fine. Obviously, I'll miss you as well. <laughs> have you got any Netflix news? Uh, yeah, I have got a bit. Cool, what you got? So, uh, today, uh, as we record today, uh, not yep. today as this is released, uh, a new trailer dropped for a movie called Thunder Force. Oh, that sounds good. What's it's, that about? It's a superhero movie. All right. Sort of. Okay. It's comedy. Um, stars nice. Melissa I like Ma- a superhero comedy. It stars Melissa McCarthy. You still okay. interested? <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a drink then that time. <laughs> I wasn't ignoring you that time. And uh, Octavia Spencer. Oh, cool. I do like Octavia Spencer. So they basically play a couple of normos who uh, <laughs> who gain the power of super strength. And uh, one of them gains super strength. One of them gains the power of invisibility. And they have to fight crime with hilarious results. Hilarity in shoes. That sounds all right, to be fair. It's I like Octavia to... Spencer. She's really good. It's coming to Netflix on the 9th of April. Oh, that's really soon. That's next month. It's mere days away. Yeah. Excellent. Good knowledge. I haven't got any news, so this is all on you this week. Well. Hello? Uh, <laughs> Alexis just told me to sleep well. Oh, that's nice. Why are you going to that's bed? That's nice of her. I think so. Does she usually do that? Nope. She's never done that before, ever. I didn't even say her name. I would sleep with one eye open if I was you, because that's a bit creepy. <laughs> the robots well. are taking over. <laughs> yeah. Um, where should we go next? I haven't got any Netflix news this week, so it's all on you, I'm afraid. I'll keep going, that's fine. It's not a keep problem. Keep going. Um, Netflix is making its, what it claims to be its biggest budget movie ever. Oh, okay. It's direct, going to be directed by the Rousseau brothers. Oh, wow. they're, they're a pretty big deal. They are quite a big deal, yeah. And it's called The Grey Man. The Grey Man? Uh, and this About week, aliens? No, no, no. Huh. This week, uh, Man of the Moment, Reggie Jean Page. Oh, yeah. Joined the cast. Cool. He was the uh, the smouldering lead from Bridgerton. <laughs> Would you like to know who else is in the cast? I'd love to. Uh, do you know Ryan Gosling? I do know him, yes. Yeah, he's in it. Do you know Chris Evans? Yep. He's in it. Do the Russo know... brothers love Chris Evans. They do, yes. They've got... always just, just used him for everything. They've got history. Do you know Anna de Armas? Yes. She's in it. That's a strong cast. Do you know Billy Bob Thornton? Yep. He's not in it. Oh, okay. No, no he is really. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, The Grey it Man, it's about a freelance assassin and ex-CIA operative, played by Ryan Gosling. Uh, and he has been hunted across the globe by one of his former um, CIA colleagues. That sounds a bit boring. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Uh, played Partners? By Chris, played by Chris Evans. So it's a bit of a globe-trotting spy. Gosling and Evans partnership. Yeah. Interesting. Born identity type thing, I guess. Yeah, so it's, it's, that's, that's, that's intriguing to me. It does, yeah. It sounds really good. I, I am biggest budget. I wonder what their biggest budget currently is. 
Yeah, I don't know. What should we? Obviously, we have no knowledge because they don't always, they don't tend to release anything like that, any of that info. No. Um, maybe that um, extraction that must have been pretty high up there. Oh but yeah, it could have been last summer. I'm just I'm just googling now. Oh, it's come up with the grey man. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one I've just done a quick Google, and this one article seems to think that it's the Irishman. Um, yeah, I guess. Hundred and fifty nine million. Makes sense. Oh, I've had another one. Let's see what that says. It's something mm. they uh, they they've tended to keep close to their chest. So uh, take I would take it with a pinch of salt. Two articles are now saying the Irishman, although this one does say Red Notice, but that isn't out yet. Oh, that's the and the rock. And the rocks, Ryan yeah. Reynolds, isn't it? And then the Grey Man as well. Two hundred plus million. Wowzers! Wowzers! Big money. It's because they keep putting the prices up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pay Ryan Gosling's wages somehow. Exactly. Keep going, keep going. Hit me with some more news. Do you want more? Yes, please. Exciting sequel news. Oh. Tall Girl 2. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen Tall Girl 1 yet. Tall Harder. <laughs> uh, so she that's coming. Keep getting taller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she end up as like the BFG or something. <laughs> um, BTG, yes, Big Tall Girl. Yeah, that has beach. Yeah. She is. Um, she that that movie has just started filming. That will be. Oh, um, cool! I would imagine on your uh, on your stream in the next twelve months or so. Excellent. Do you want to know about another movie? Yep. I mean, killing it be, with news tonight. Might be a bit niche. That's what we're all about here on Bottom of the Stream. If you're interested in football, yep, uh, and Italians or Italian football, then <laughs> on the twenty sixth of May on Netflix. You can watch. It's not a documentary; it's a drama, so it's proper actors and everything. You can watch Baggio, the Divine Ponytail. It's the dramatization of the life and career of Roberto Baggio. Wow! I thought you were going to say like it's a, a film about his ponytail. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's like starring like, somebody has his ponytail. It is like sentient ponytail. Yeah, like a car- cartoon of Roberto Baggio's ponytail would be really funny. So yeah, that sounds that. interesting. He's still Did he have a brother? Uh, no, the, uh, I don't think he was his brother. They played it together, didn't they? Was it Dino? Yeah, but they're not brothers. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, spoiler: he still misses that penalty uh, in <laughs> the World Cup final. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, cool. Cool. I think, I think that's about me newsed. You think you're newsed out? I have got one more, but I'm going to seamlessly link it when we talk about Golden Globe winners. Okay, cool. Should I do my list? I've got a list. Okay, cool. Let's have a list. Um, should I do that? Yes. I do like a list. You know I like a list. Um, the Independent have written a list this week. Uh, they're, they're like professional list writers. It's their job. That's, yeah, that's what they do, good. isn't it? Uh, it's 15 films and TV shows to avoid on Netflix. Oh, this is right up our street. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I thought I'd uh, go through it. And it's pretty up to date as well. So it's been written this week. Maybe we should take this as a challenge. (laughs) I don't know if it doesn't mention that it's in any any order. I think it's just a list of 15. It doesn't seem to count down. Okay. Um, The first one, something we've both seen, is Death to 2020. Okay. Um, Disappointing, according to uh, The Independent. I mean... I enjoyed it. I I quite enjoyed it. and, And maybe... You know, it isn't quite what some people were expecting, but if they think that's bad, 
<laughs> then they've had a very charmed life on Netflix. That's all I'm saying. Apparently, it's a mess that can't make up its mind whether it's British or American. Why does it have to be either? It's... I don't know. <laughs> but it's just about news, like world news. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next one on the list is Capone. Now, that only came out last week. Okay, never um, seen it. It's Tom Hardy's new uh, gangster film about Al- the later stages of Al Capone's life. Okay. One Netflix user branded this as terrible. And one calling it arguably one of the shittest films I've ever seen. <laughs> Next on the list is 365 Days. You know that thing that flopped last year and didn't stay at number one for like most of last year? Yeah, exactly. It was, <laughs> in fact, I think when we did our most... I think it is like the most, most streamed thing on Netflix ever. Or something year, along yeah, those lines. It was, it was... Yeah, okay, fine. But is that a critic snobs? I mean, I've not watched it. It's not, not. I'm not really interested. But apparently, ninety five thousand people signed a petition to get get it removed off Netflix. Right. Yeah, and how many millions watched it? <laughs> exactly. You know, um, multiple times, I'm sure. The next one on the list is Emily in Paris. Okay. Again, um, this a apparently should hit. a huge hit. This is where I'm going with this list. I don't know if you've noticed yet. Um, according to this, this should be on your number one to avoid list. Okay coming back for a second series isn't it so it is indeed yeah so it can't be it must be pretty bad screw you independent uh the independence critic ed cummings said that it should be avoided by anyone who is french or has been to france or has has ever eaten a croissant (laughs) um this one's interesting because this one's appeared on our show oh here we go this is the good stuff (laughs) handsome a netflix movie okay it's fine it's very niche and very not in the same vein as the rest of them, but it's good. It's fu- I remember it being really funny. De- definitely parts of it were. I mean, again, grading on a curve here, it is nowhere near the worst thing we've seen. No. Um, they describe they Jeff. It? They describe Jeff Garland himself, not the film, as a comedy zombie. <laughs> and the film is lethargic. That's kind of the point. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're missing the point completely. That is the joke. <laughs> he's a, However, <laughs> he's a lazy detective. Yeah, the next one on the list we do agree with um, is Sierra Burgess is a loser. Okay, um, comes across as cliched and seriously warped moral values. Which is pretty much I what we said. There's no arguing that. <laughs> there's not. That does deserve to be on the list. Next one on the list. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this, but Riverdale. <laughs> that hugely successful teen drama that everybody watches. And, you know, its its appeal, from what I understand, is the fact... Well, part of its appeal is that it's absolutely bonkers and is nothing yeah. like the show it started out as. According to this <laughs> so article, like Twitter user... and stuff, isn't it? <laughs> I love this. Twitter user Jody described this as, just don't. Yeah. I'm seeing the research going into this article. Maybe <laughs> don't know down a if Jody is at Jody, or I'm not sure. I'm, she could get a lot for that uh, handle if it if it is. <laughs> the next one is the Last Airbender, which the, the M Night Shyamalan. Yes, the M Night Shyamalan movie from 11 years ago that isn't a Netflix original. <laughs> um, is generally considered one of the worst films ever made. It is genuinely considered one of the worst films ever made. And then it recommends that you go and watch the original animated series instead. So I don't, that seems out of place on the list as well, because the Fine. rest of them are Netflix things. Isn't that also on Netflix? Well, it is over here. Yeah. The animated series. Yeah, that's oh. what they're saying. Don't watch yeah. the film, watch the animated series on Netflix instead. That's d- just generally 
known. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Ridiculous Six. Yeah, I mean, it's Adam Sandler, isn't it? It's Adam yeah. Sandler late phase. It's Adam Sandler in his Netflix deal. It's. Uh, again, I've not seen it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. I haven't. No, seen not it. me. Apparently, it's hastily put together with some dodgy CGI. Okay. The Circle, which is Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of it, but apparently it's really bad. But I was, I was thinking of the, uh, isn't it like a reality show? That <laughs> popped into my head. Yeah, that's not. It's not that. Okay. Um, the Kissing Booth. Ah, uh, again, I think there's more than one of those. Yeah, I think there's. I think there was a sequel because the Kissing Booth was so damn successful. Yeah. <laughs> Kissing Booth um, two, kiss harder. <laughs> It's the same joke I've already made, but I like it. Uh, the Cloverfield Paradox is next. Is that the middle one or the last one? The latest one on the spaceship. Okay. Yes. I quite enjoyed it actually. I quite, I think it's quite good. It it, it complements the first two. Um, Again, it's nowhere near the worst thing on that. You've not looked very hard if you're stopping that. They episode. haven't looked very hard. Yeah. Um, next on the list is Behind Her Eyes, which is currently number one on Netflix. Yeah. So the re- I I know why this will be on there. Because I read an article about it, and uh, yeah, no spoilers. Although I doubt I'm ever going to watch it. But I've watched three episodes of it this week. Oh, okay. We'll get on to that. <laughs> apparently, are you going to watch it all? I'm in two minds at the minute. I think you should, because I'll be interested to see what you hear, you think okay. about. It, because apparently, the ending is absolutely batshit. Really? Yes. Bonkers. So uh, I think you should. Yeah, go for it. Some people at work recommended it to me, and I got. I've done three episodes. There's only six. I've done three episodes. I'm halfway through, and it's just. It's pretty dull, okay. but I am informed, reliably informed, that it is going to get a lot better. And I think I've guessed one of the twists, so I've kind of got to stick with it now to see if I'm right. Right. Okay. I. I. We'll talk about it when you finish it. I, yeah. From what I've read, you ain't guessing shit, mate. <laughs> it does say in this article actually, but the show is boring, bizarre. And slogs to a point where even its ridiculous ending couldn't save it. Okay. Um, next one on the list is You versus the Wild. This is Bear Grylls' interactive adventure. Yes, correct. I've not done it. I've seen it. I've seen it like, pop up as a thumbnail. Um, I think did I? I think I started it and then got distracted by something shiny and didn't finish it. You'd um, be dis- rubbish in the wild. <laughs> it's described on this as total trash. Um, we're getting. I think the last one on the list. It is the last one on the list. Is Bright. Okay. Um, Bright is considered to be Netflix's first blockbuster. Uh, it's an action movie starring Will F- Will Fish. I was going to say then. That's I thought name. you were going to say Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Um, one is an orc policeman and one is a human policeman. I've seen it. It isn't that bad. Um, it isn't great, but it isn't that bad. But according to this article, it is one of Netflix's most streamed movies ever. Yeah, so, it was. It was. It was. It was huge when it came out. Well, they put everything behind it because, as you say, it was their first big budget. Big, yeah, um, two thousand seventeen. It was release. come out. Yeah. For some reason, it's one of Netflix's worst stream movie, most stream movies ever. Yeah, I thought that was quite an interesting list because there's some really random shit on there, and there's yeah. some really good stuff on there that you that shouldn't is be avoiding. An odd list. <laughs> it's a very odd list. Anything else? Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Uh, I have watched. Um, not really, no. <laughs> not really watched much this week. Um, okay, fair enough. Nearly finished Superstore. So I just don't want to talk about it every week, but that's literally all I've watched. Just um, talk about it when you finish it. Oh, no, I know. Actually, watched a movie last weekend. Um, okay. 
it's an old movie. Um, I think we went to see it at the cinema. We watched Shutter Island. Oh yeah, because uh, it popped up on Netflix. Um, I I loved the book. Back, yeah, I loved the book like ten years ago. Um, yeah, and was really excited to watch it as a movie. I didn't really like the movie. Not me. And thought, oh, we'll give it another go. Because I haven't seen it for 10 years, because it's like, it's 11 years old, unbelievably. Um, Jesus. So the book's a lot older than that then? Yeah, and I still <laughs> didn't really like the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. I remember not liking it when we went to see it. It's Leo DiCaprio, isn't it? Yeah, he's really good in it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it since it came out, so. Yeah, it, it, it just didn't quite have the, uh, the oomph and the impact that the or the twists and turns that the whereas the book felt full of twists and turns, the the movie felt pretty straightforward. And I don't know if that's because yeah. I already knew the book. <laughs> Maybe I'm sort of the book is really good I'm as well, sure. and it's it can't it doesn't live up to the book. Um, yeah, that that's literally I've watched. How about you? I watched a a short documentary. I don't know if you've seen it or heard of it. It's called The Long Shot. Okay, nope. Some for 40 minutes. It's about a man who gets arrested for a murder that he doesn't he didn't commit. And okay. he manages to prove his innocence because he accidentally appeared in the background shot of a scene from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ah, uh, yes. I, was I'm aware of this story. Coincidentally shot at the exact same time as the uh, murder it, took place. It was, was he at Dodger Stadium? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And... You literally, you can see Larry David walking down the stairs and this guy walks straight in front of him. And right. the, the the chances of it happening must be astronomical. Yeah. And it's like, it's, cra- it's a crazy story. And it that wasn't what exonerated him, but the fact there was more stuff to it than that as well. That was but that's where it all, that's, that's where it started from. They, no, that was where it, the case kind of began. Oh, okay. And once they could prove he was at the stadium, they could prove where he went afterwards. Is that on Netflix? But, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's it's called The Long Shot. It's only on for 40 minutes. Cool. It's it's a few years old. It's I think it's new to Netflix, but I don't think it's new, new, new. But it's quite interesting. It's a phenomenal story of how the the coincidence of it happening are unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, bomb. check it out. It's, oh, I love it's, that. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. I've I just thought I did watch something else. Okay. <laughs> on there, I, I was going to mention Disney Plus though briefly. And it's not okay. what you think it is. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I've watched something on there as well. Yeah, I watched, I watched this week um, Pixar Popcorn. Um, okay, what's that? Which, it's a series of shorts. Right. But but I'm not talking about like the shorts you get before a Pixar movie. So this is, it's only, it's 20 minutes long if you watch them all in a row and there's 10 of them. So they're literally only a minute, two minutes. But okay. they're, they're all little skits almost, but they're, they're from... Pixar movies like the blockbuster so there's there's like three from Toy Story um you know there's even one from Soul and they, they, uh, there's one from Finding Nemo they're really nice my kids loved them just uh, um yeah really really good actually for 20 minutes oh, of your cool. time uh yeah I thought they were excellent the check that out. the best ones actually the best couple that I that really made me chuckle were the um Keegan Michael Kay and Jordan Peele, who played Ducky and Bunny in Toy Story Four, yeah, um, the highlights of that movie. Yeah, and they're the best. They're the best two of these shorts. It's basically just them doing a couple of sketches from their sketch show. 
<laughs> oh, cool. But in their uh, in their Toy Story four characters, uh, yeah, really, amazing, really good. For twenty, I'll oh, check that out. Yeah, I'll definitely go wrong. check that out for twenty minutes. That's uh, definitely worth doing. Uh, Excellent. I started watching um, Love Victor on there. Oh yeah, which is the TV show sequel to Love Simon. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, there's only there's only three episodes on there. Even though it oh, came out last okay. year, they're re- they're weekly releasing it, which has annoyed me. But uh, yeah, it's it's all right. It's, it's very much in the same vein as the film. So if you're into that sort of thing, I really love Love Simon. So I, I will. Uh, I thought I'd check it out, and yeah, it's all right. The first three are quite good. The characters are interesting. What more could you want? Exactly. Right. Shall we? Uh, have we got anything else, or shall we move on? I, th- I think we do just need to touch on the Golden Globes. Oh, of course we, we do. Yeah. Talked about them last week because um, we humiliated ourselves last week. But, <laughs> did we not do very well? No, no. I don't think <laughs> we got any. Um, so I just run through a few. Yep. Um, that I can vaguely remember us talking about last week. <laughs> Best actor in a TV series. Yep. Winner was Josh O'Connor from The Crown. Is he uh, Prince, Prince Charles? Yeah, that's right. I think you, you thought it was going to be Al Pacino. I did. And I'm not sure I committed. I think you agreed. <laughs> Probably. Because I, I can remember we talked about Bob Odenkirk and kind of dismissed him because it wasn't the last, last season. season. If he doesn't um, win that like, next year, I'll be fuming. Yeah, surely. Uh, best actress in a TV sh- series went to Emma Corrin from The Crown. Princess Diana? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, where I think you went for Sarah Paulson. I did, yeah. I went for Emma Corrin, definitely. <laughs> um, you did. Oh, yeah, I did, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, best TV series, which you swore down was going to be The Mandalorian, and I t- said you were crazy. Um <laughs> Went to the crown. <laughs> I, for some reason, I got into my head that they awarded the correct things to the correct people, but <laughs> I don't know. I've known award season for a long time, and that's never happened before. So, best TV series, musical or comedy? We got that right. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. I was so happy for them. They deserve all the awards that show does. Uh, best movie, musical or comedy went to Borat's subsequent movie film. Yeah, we should have known that really. Uh, I think you said Hamilton and I said I did, yeah. Palm Springs. Yeah, correct. Best motion picture drama, you went for Mank. Yep. No, I went for Mank. You went for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Correct, yeah, because you went for Mank. I changed it. Uh, and the winner we were was... both wrong. Yes, the winner was Nomadland. <laughs> um, which we briefly talked about because we were talking about the director, Chloe Zhao. Yeah. So... Just switching back to a bit of news, um, it has been announced that Nomadland in the UK is eschewing a cinema release and it will be available on Disney Plus from April the 30th. Oh, really? Free of charge. Well, included in your subscription, should I say. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I I actually checked out the trailer this week and it does look quite interesting. It's it, it does look Mac- quite good. I've McDormand. seen the trailer for it as well, yeah. Um, Travelling around the American West in a camper van. Yeah, it does look quite good. I think. It's, it's, the chances are that's going to win an Oscar. But that, the chances are now that's going to win the Oscar this year. And that's not going to get a cinema release in the UK. That worries it, me. Very possible. Yeah, very possible. It worries me. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I like this new trend. I mean, I know at the minute cinema's not open, but it's not good, is it? I mean, it is getting a limited cinema release over here, but... Yeah, but... That's just to tick boxes, I presume. Yeah. 
I mean, um, if it wins the Oscar, then chances are it might get a bigger cinema release. That's true. Post Oscars. Um, but it does worry me. Best actor in a motion picture. Yep. Chadwick Boseman. We got that right. Yeah, we should. Yeah, that was obvious. Uh, best actress went for went to Andra Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday. Hmm. That's gone straight out. That's come straight out over here as well. That's gone straight to Now Has TV, it? I think. Yeah. I. Okay. No. One more. I think we did, and I think that about covers it. Uh, best director um, went to the aforementioned Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Yeah. Um, I think. I think that's both, what we did do. I think we both, we both went for the suggested men. Suggested it would be. I said Fincher. David you Fincher. said. Yeah. Didn't you say the other one? Um, his name's Talking. gone out of my head. Sorkin, that's oh, it. Not sure. I think one of us said one and one said the other because we're sexist bastards. Um, that's absolutely not true. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mank didn't win anything. So maybe our presumption about Hollywood liking Hollywood was, yeah. um, Interesting. was, was just that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah you, usually the Golden Globe winners would take the Oscar, so it's going to be... Uh, I think Nomadland might do well. Excellent. Good, good. All right, we've gone over half an hour, which we don't usually do before we start talking about the film. So, uh, should we get me talking about the film? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this week we watched a film called The Plagues of Breslau. It is a Polish film from 2018. It is a 15. Um, the runtime is one hour and 33 minutes, even though IMDb claims it's one hour and 50 minutes. And <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a different cut out there, surely. I, I would think so. I'll come to the pacing because that's one of my notes. Uh, currently rated at 5.8 on IMDb. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's Polish. You're not going to have heard of anybody who's in it. But I am going to have to try and pronounce some of these names. Yes, I'm so excited <laughs> for this bit. Um let me uh, let me get it up because I've lost it. Bear with. So it stars a lady called Malgazata Kusachowska as Helena. Happy with that? I'm delighted. Yes. <laughs> uh, Daria Widaska plays Magda. I think they're your main two. They're your main two characters for sure. They are the only two I've written down. Uh, but again, you're not going to have seen them in stuff because they're Polish, and unless you're well into Polish cinema. Probably not going to have heard of them. Um, written and directed by a guy called Patrick Vega, which is an easy name to pronounce, although he is Polish. <laughs> and um, again, they only ever made Polish films before. Do you have a one-word review of the plagues of Breslau? Shed them. What? Shed them. Shed them. Is that yeah, Polish? It is. Yeah. Oh, what's it for? What's it mean? Well, I might Does make it... you go and find out. <laughs> or are um, you going to leave it as a mystery? Mystery one-word review. I, I, do you want me to tell tell you? I'll tell you later in the episode. <laughs> Maybe we'll make it a competition. I'll leave it dangling. <laughs> we'll make it a competition for the listeners. What does Shedem mean? Cool. Okay. Interesting. That's the first time I've had a one-word review and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Where does this film start, Nick? Um, we've got a proper title sequence. We do. Straight away, you can see the influence of a certain uh, serial killer thriller from the mid-90s in this movie. <laughs> um, Go on, call it out straight away. Because I almost expected uh, Morgan Freeman to turn up halfway through this. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think this movie might have one of the best first lines we've ever had, though. 
<laughs> because <laughs> yeah, because the first line in this movie is a a, a skinhead approaching a, a woman in a car who's very obviously extremely upset. Yeah, she's and crying. He says, he says, "Hey, baby, wanna have a gangbang?" <laughs> he does. That's the first line. That's the opening line of the film. Now, incidentally, did you watch the subtitles or the dub? Uh, I went with the subtitles. Did you? I went dub. Yes. Um, it's not a great dub. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. Some of the uh, some of the voice acting's a bit wooden. Um, yeah, these uh, these youths go to this woman who's sitting in a car. They open the car door because they're actually like interested in this gangbang. Uh, but then they notice that she's cradling a gun in her lap. So they leave quite quickly. Yes, he apologises and uh, leaves. Yeah. Uh, she's crying. She's quite visibly upset. Um, a drunk man stumbles out of a bar, stumbles past her car. She kind of, that makes her more upset, I guess. We don't really understand she, why she at this kinda, point. She kind of goes to open the door and he stumbles into it and it shuts. Shuts. Yeah. Um, As if she was going to get out and like speak to him. Yeah. But she didn't. Um, cut from there to a, we're in a busy marketplace is how I would describe this. And they find, there's a body been found. Or. Well, it's a package. It's a package, indeed. <laughs> it's a very strange. This film's very strange. Let's get this straight out there from the start. We're going to talk about some really weird shit in this film. Um, this is a cowhide that has been sewn into like a package. I can't think of any other way <laughs> it, to describe it's, it. It's clearly, from the shape of it, when they pull it out from under this market stall, uh, there is clearly a curled up body. Body inside. In this cowhide. Yeah. I've written this body is wrapped in cowhide, but it turned out it wasn't. It was sewn into it. Exactly. Um, and then our, the lady that we met earlier pulls up in her car. Uh, this was uh, of, of my first of two unintentional comedy moments where she drove into a pile of boxes. Uh, <laughs> it was very Father Ted. It was. Uh, there was no need for it either. She just pulled up and didn't stop. Into these boxes. Yeah, a, a pyramid of cardboard boxes. <laughs> um, so she shows up to the crime scene. She's a cop, turns out. This is Helena, her main character. She's great here. here. This, I thought this was a really good introduction for the character. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's a badass. She clears the crowd, closes the market stalls, buys a donut. Yeah. Um, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. She's got a partner who loves a selfie. Yeah. I've just written, my line here says, weird cop man loves a selfie. Because he even takes a selfie with the body. As like it an is. evidence photo. And I was like, what is going on? That's very strange. Um, then a coroner shows up. Um, I presume she was a coroner. She was a, another yeah. lady. This is a, a female-led film. The, the, the three main characters in this film are all female. Four main yeah. characters, I guess, are all females. She shows up. She makes a guess that the body was suffocated to death. Yeah, basically, yes. That That... She doesn't know at this point because she hasn't like examined it, but that's her, her best guess. Did she say something about something like, "Oh, it doesn't smell very much," so yeah, it can't have been in there very long or something yeah. like that. Um, when they get the body out of this hide and they kind of stretch it out a bit, and we find out that the man is a male body and he has the word "degenerate" branded into him on his stomach. Correct. And yes, because the, doc- the doctor says, "Oh, he's been dead about two hours." Yep, so and it's very, this- uh, very quick to say that. <laughs> yeah, and this branding happened whilst he was still alive. Yeah. Um, a news crew show up. This is uh, 
this news crew appear quite a lot during this film because it's the bottom of the stream film, so you need news news crews. <laughs> um, but they don't get anything out of them at this point. They just kick them out and get them away. Yeah, they're given short shrift, aren't they? Yeah. Cut from there to... Uh, we go back to Elena's apartment for a short while and she's feeding some pigeons and then her neighbours kick off that she's feeding the pigeons because... She, it, she's crying again. She's still crying, yeah. Uh, it makes some yeah. shit everywhere. We don't know why she's crying at this point and we don't find out for a little while. Well, no, there's a shot of a... After she'd been told off for feeding the pigeons, it cuts to like the wall of her apartment and there's loads of pictures of a male. Yes. So I think we assu- we, yeah, We're assuming there. that it's uh, man-related. Cut from there back to the body. They're in like the morgue now. Sure. And this this there's a montage of them opening them up. So as the as the medical examiner is um, ex- medically examining the body, um, it, <laughs> it is intercut with the what happened to this guy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so he was branded when he was alive, as they rightly postulated. He was put in the cowhide, uh, left out in the sun. As the leather shrank, he was suffocated to death. What a horrible way to go. We see it in grim detail. There's even like a inside the hide shot of the guy. (laughs) This film does not shy away from showing you detail. Oh, no way. The the autopsies are pretty... Brutal. Detailed, (laughs) aren't they? This one in in particular, because you can see the scalpel going in, the skin getting ripped back. You get the, the top of the skull cut off. And it's not like delicately like they normally are in films. This is like they're going straight in with these knives and cutting this body up. Yeah, we're, we're, we're watching the uh, Polish version of Seven, are we? Yeah, <laughs> this that's, is what this is. That's what this film is. 100% is what this film is. It's basically a remake. Helena and her partner go to meet. I didn't catch the guy's name, it was a partner. Did you get his uh, name? I, I, I just call him I, Selfie I did, Cop all the way I, through this. I, I did later on. I think it was. Um, uh, da, da, da. Yes, I will have somewhere. Okay, we'll get not, to not, it. Not at this point in my notes. It, it doesn't matter. He doesn't hang around for much longer. I would say maybe um, Bronson or something <laughs> like that. Um, they meet with a farmer. Um, this farmer's got they, a bull missing. They go to the only place that sells this this particular cow. cow because, yeah. Uh, Helena knew exactly what breed it's from because she grew up on a farm. Yeah. Um, he has got a bull missing. He confirms, and. They say, okay, we'll make a list of everybody you've sold to in the last year or whatever. And he's like, that's fine, you don't need to. I've only got one customer. Yeah. <laughs> and we cut from there to a meat processing factory. This is another grim place. Again, yeah, it's, it's, just... it's filmed. It, it's, it's, yeah, well, it's a... It's cows getting chopped up. up. It's not going to be nice anyway, is it? <laughs> no, it's cows getting chopped up in a big way. Um, and it turns out this meat factories have a manager missing. Yes. So we're... Uh, Things are coming together quite quickly. Um, this manager, hated him. everybody hated him. He worked there. Um, one woman is like praying and, and happy that he's gone because um, apparently he was a bully. He even to the point where he makes them wear nappies so they could, don't have to go to the toilet. Yeah, so they can keep working. Yeah. <laughs> as they leave that place, this film moves at a pace. There's, the, there's a bit of a cute line because as they as they were sort of walking away, the I, I can't remember which one of the cops says, you know, uh, you know, how, where the hell do we go from here? We've got a hated man in a in a butcher's fat, you know, a, <laughs> an, an abattoir. Anyone yeah. could have done this. <laughs> yeah, literally anybody. This I'm just going to point out at this point. This film moves at a real pace. Normally, we'll sit here and say there's a lot of 
filler in these movies. There's no filler in this. And it almost could have done with being an extra... We probably could have done with that extra 20 minutes that IMDb thinks it's got. It, it, it's 90 minutes long. It's There's, there's seven seven murders. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a murder every, what, 12 minutes or something? Like yeah, that. It, it moves <laughs> so quickly. And you never get bored in this film. It's so fast. Uh, but that is its detriment sometimes because you lose some of the detail. But we'll, I suppose we'll come to that as we get through it. Um, as they leave the meat processing factory, or the abattoir... Um, Helena's watching her boss do a press interview. Um, yeah, it's like the slimy, drunk... Yeah, he was a strange attorney. old man, wasn't he? Yeah. They call him the prosecutor. That's the only name he gets given all the way through it. Oh, he's the oh, district he's, attorney. In... Oh, in, was he in the subtitles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dub just call him the prosecutor all the way through. I, th- I thought there was a really weird name for him. So that may, that's that's a dubbing issue, maybe, then. Uh, and he's, he's basically gone on the, the news, as you say, and just blurted out every single detail about yeah. this this body being uh, in this cowhide. Um, he seems to have a bit of a thing for the news reporter. It, um, yeah, and himself, because he wants to be Yeah, he wants famous. to be famous, yeah. Um, cut from there to, we, we change pace slightly, and we're outside some sort of stable area, and then suddenly yeah. there's a huge explosion, and a horse escapes. Yes. Um, and the horse causes chaos in the streets, because it's... It's trampling people, it's barging people out of the way, it's causing traffic chaos, there's cars crashing into each other. At this at horse one point, is... At on. one point there's even horse cam. Yeah, we do get it from the, the horse's perspective. Yeah, the director's put a camera on the horse, quite like that. <laughs> and it's it's causing absolute chaos and it's not stopping, it's spooked. This bomb has spooked it. And uh, there's chaos ensuing. Um, Helena gets the call on the radio and just happens to be parked pretty much where it's heading and she manages to calm it down she, she like we said yeah, she so grew up on a farm partner, her and a partner split up because they don't know exactly where it is yeah and she says right i'll head to, i'll go to the bridge you go to the park yeah um and she, yeah she finds a horse that's on the bridge yeah it turns out it's a racehorse she makes yeah. that assumption quite quickly or she knows that and she realizes it's spooked by all the noise that's going on so she turns all the sirens off in the police cars and she manages to calm it down and uh Horse whisper it, I guess. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> and she radios her partner to say, don't worry, I found the horse, it's fine. And he comes back on the radio saying, no, I've got the horse. What are you talking about? It's going crazy. Yeah, we're in the park. We're in the park yeah. and there's a horse here. Um, they, uh, there's this, it's, there's a lot going on here because as just as she talks to him, they find part of another body on yeah. the bridge. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, missing... At least two limbs and part of its torso. Yeah. And it has the <laughs> word got... plunderer written on it. Or branded Correct. on it. Correct. So at this, are we supposed to believe that this horse had dragged this half a body all the way the whole time? Yes. Because it was still tied to the horse. Yes. But it was shot in such a way that you didn't see that. So it I guess was, that's quite it clever. Was a, yeah, it was a bit... So I'm just like, I sat there and I was like, where's that body come from? And then I realised it was tied the problem... to the horse and we just hadn't seen yeah, it the whole but time. Yeah, but the problem was that sort of surprise was a bit negated by the fact that they went for the surprise but for me it was really confusing yeah it, it confused me I was like, I was oh like... they've just found this body on the bridge exactly the same reaction and, I and then exactly it took me a few more seconds to realize it was attached to the horse yeah and we just haven't and it seen kind it of negated the surprise a little bit yeah because this horse chaos scene goes on for a little while yeah so it was quite yeah it was a bit strange i guess cut from there to the park where uh selfie cop uh, is trying to calm this other horse down 
um, but does a pretty bad job of it and ends up actually getting stomped on his head. Well, so they're, they're, calming, they're trying to calm it down unsuccessfully. So all these policemen have surrounded this horse. It is going uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. It rears up. It kicks him in the head. Yeah. So it knocks him down. It then steps backwards. And I actually, this actually made me sit up and sort of go... Ooh, <laughs> same. Because it stamps on his head and it his does. skull just explodes. And like we said, it doesn't hold back on the detail. It will show you that and it is prepared to show you that. Um, and, this... and, and, and then we see that the rest of this body is attached to is this horse. to this horse. So it's quite obvious what's happened. Cut from there to, I think it was the district attorney guy tells Helena that they're bringing in another cop to assist her. It's basically the Polish version of the FBI. Yeah. It's the and, CBS. Yeah. And this this cop is a profiler, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so this, is, this is now, you know, we've had two killings. Um, this Yeah, it's a, a violent it's, crime profiler's coming in. Yeah, and your partner's gone down. So I guess it's still your case, yeah. but this woman's coming in to assist. Um, this woman's a bit of a savant, or she appears to be at this point, because she knows exactly what's happened. They're in the stables now where the bomb went off. And she knows exactly what's happened. There's a nice joke, isn't there, when they first meet at the train station because this this new lady who's called Iona. Yeah. Uh, she she meets Elena and, and she says, ah, oh, hello, Elena. And she says, ah, oh, did you recognise me? And they look up. And she's on the and, telly. Um, she's on the big screen <laughs> at the train station uh, calming this horse down from earlier on. Stable. They're at this stables now after they've met at the pl- the train station, and she instantly knows exactly what's happened. Um, because she Sherlock's it. Doesn't she, she basically Sherlock's it. Yeah, completely. She knows that it's black gunpowder that's caused this explosion. Um, she knows for a fact that black gunpowder is illegal in Poland, so they could have literally brought it from anywhere. She even knows how much was used. Yep, she knows how it was detonated with a series of... Um, Mobile phones. Cell, cell phones as the trigger. And she knows for a fact that the man was tied up by his arms and legs to the two horses. And when the bombs went off, they the horses bolted in opposite directions, which yeah, caused him to... we kind of got that. Yeah, we kind of knew <laughs> that. Uh, but while she's explaining that, we see that. <laughs> we see this oh, yeah. man getting ripped in half from above. They're, they're not holding back on showing us it. It was actually a really cool scene. It, it looked really impressive how they'd done it. Oh, it's the oh, it's maybe the sound effects makes you shudder. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a nice, uh, not a nice sound. She then gets rid because like the FBI guys have turned up as well, but she gets rid of them. So, it, so it's Homeland Security because 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 a bomb's been involved, we think it could be terrorism, and she just dismisses that because she she lays out this theory. Yeah, um, and she says if it's they, black gunpowder, which it is, that's not illegal in Poland, so therefore it isn't yeah. terrorism. And that's um, the excuse she gives him to get rid of him. Yeah, so they both get to stay on the case, basically. Yeah. Not hand it over to those guys. Yes. The news crew turn up again, and this cop basically beats up the cameraman. She throat punches him. <laughs> Literally takes him out. Just drops like a sack of shit. And then she takes the discs out of his camera, and she's like, don't reveal any of this information. Because they shot a lot of footage of the half-body on the bridge. Yeah, so she kind of dismisses them. She also notices quite quickly that both murders had happened at roughly 6 p.m yeah and this is where it moved at too fast of a pace for me because she also okay. and i get 
why this, why this happened as well. I'm not going to make myself sound stupid. She also pr- points out that in the history of this city, there was a week in the like 1800s, was it, or something, that was called the uh, week uh, of the plagues. Yeah, yeah. It might have been earlier than that. And, yeah, that's... yeah, it might have been even earlier than that. And then every day at 6pm, a sinner was killed in full public view. And yep. that's and that happened in the history of this city, and it looks like it's now happening again. Do you want me to tell you what the sins are? Go for it. Degeneracy, pillaging, bribery, slander, oppression, and deviousness. Yes. And it appears to be happening again. And she jumps to this conclusion very, very quickly. And I'm going to say it again. It's seven. <laughs> it is. We're getting really a sin is. with every murder. Yeah. Um, from there, they head to the hospital. Helena and what's this lady's called? Yvonne? Uh, Iona. Iona. <laughs> Uh, they head to the hospital. Um, they're told at the hospital that Elena's partner has a zero chance of survival. I, I mean, I've, I'm thinking it's a good news, bad news situation because I'm surprised he's even in a hospital and he's still alive. I was as well. I've written in my notes the <laughs> selfie cop's dead and then I put, yeah. oh, he's not dead. He's just in a coma. Whereas they're um, the reverse. They knew he was alive and they're like, oh, he's not coming back. I'm like, yeah, he's not coming back. He's had half his skull cave in by a horse. <laughs> Twice. He got kicked and yeah. stood on. Um, yeah, the doctor tells them, he's like, your partner's got zero chance of survival. Um, can you tell his wife, please? She won't listen to me. And I was like, I've written, he's got zero chance of survival. Doctor's got zero chance of bedside manner. <laughs> it was his only line, and he was literally just developed, delivered it. Um, that might have been a, a dub issue again, but the dub no, was pretty that's bad. That's pretty much how it came across. Okay. This new cop, what's, I've forgotten her name again. <laughs> Iona. Iona. Um, she takes charge. As soon as she enters this room, she... She basically kicks this guy's wife out of the way and starts massaging him. She's a force of nature, isn't she? She really is. She's she she's a proper character. She she's explained... telling a story. She's telling a story about how when she was little, she had a near death experience. Basically, yeah. she got she got stung by a hornet and uh, had a reaction, nearly died, um, and basically was brought back from the brink. The doctors didn't think she'd make it, and and she's telling this as she's she's trying to massage the arm of of, of um. Elena's partner is basically saying, "Don't give up." The doctors have already given up on him. Yeah, you guys are all he's got. You know, talk she, to him like because she says he's, when he's in the room. Yeah, she says when she was in a coma, she was fully aware of it the whole time. Yeah, and she could hear people talking and she could feel what they were doing. So she's like, "Don't lose hope." She says to his wife, "Don't lose hope. He can survive this." How she knows that better than the doctors? I mean, a beast thing is slightly different to being trampled in the head by. A, a a horse not a cow while they're at the hospital elena gets a text the text says that they've got an id on the plunderer so the guy who was ripped in half they know that was now and it turns out he's like a corrupt bookie like loan shark type of horse racing bookie yeah so they head to the race course straight over to the race course and they meet a guy who knew him they he explains to them who he was that he was uh again he says this guy was an absolute dick uh, dick yeah he was unscrupulous. He take he take money off lost causes. Um, you know, not give it back again. This this guy was clearly being punished. Yeah. Uh, for his uh, his crimes. Yes. Again, that all comes out quite quickly at this race course. Um, Helena explains to Iona that she is a trained vet. That's how she managed to stop the race course. Uh, the race course, the race horse, <laughs> and. Um, she also explains why she's so sad all the time, and it's because her fiance was killed by a drunk driver, and this guy got away with it. 
Uh, he had political immunity, yeah. is what is is said in my version. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, that's obviously caused a bit of a problem in her life, and she's very upset now. Yeah, so they have lunch, and uh, Iona says, well, okay, fine, I'll, uh, I'll see you at 6pm tonight. <laughs> yeah, basically. The prosecutor, or the district attorney, as you know him, uh, is on the news again. I've put here, he is not a well man, because he always looks like he's about to die at any moment. I thought for sure he was going to be one of the victims. Yeah, I did as well. At some point in this movie, he was he was ill, and also a drunk. Yeah, and he was on. He was allowed on the news all the time. It was very strange. We cut from there to an opera. So there's two men on the stage performing an opera. Um, meanwhile, Helena is at the library, and it's she's literally the same scene that's in Seven, where <laughs> Morgan Freeman sits in the library and does all the research on Dante. Yeah. She is doing the same thing. She's researching <laughs> exactly all of these plague the killings. Yeah. yeah, it's the same as Seven. <laughs> um, and it's also 6pm. We know there's about to be another murder. And there is, quite quickly. Um, there's a lady who is part of this opera, or we feel like she's part of this opera at this point, where she's kind of tied to a stake above a fire. Yeah. And then there's an executioner at the side of the stage. Again, you all the audience assume is part of the show. And she sets this fire alight. She catches this lady on fire. Um, the other actors... She burn. The, yeah, she does. The other actors instantly realise that something's not right and lose their shit, uh, which causes panic in the audience. The audience all run off. All the time, this woman's on fire. Uh, but she isn't screaming. She's she's on fire and she's burning. But she's trying to scream. She's trying no to scream, but is not yeah. screaming. Uh, Helena is close by. She's She gets trampled a bit, doesn't she? She's trying to get into the opera house. Yeah, she was waiting. She knew something was going to happen at six, so she sat there with a radio on her lap, waiting for the call to come in. And yeah, she instantly runs there. And she kind of, even though it's all happened a little while before now, she goes straight backstage and she's trying to find the person who did it. Yeah. And she calls Iona and tells her what's happening. And they both meet up backstage at this opera and they kind of stalk around with their guns out trying to find this murderer. And They do find a man. They find, uh, find a stagehand. Yep. Uh, who says, oh, 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 I'm not quite sure what happens. Some, some, I think I was knocked out on the head. Yeah. Um, and locked in this cupboard or something. Yeah. Then we get a bit of detail on what's happened to this lady. So the perp had, as they describe him, the perp had made sure that the woman only would burn the fire the set itself wouldn't burn because it was all doused with like flame retardant stuff i guess i don't know the exact basically put a a flame retardant substance in a ring around the 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 little bonfire so it wouldn't spread any further yeah so he didn't want to cause any damage to the actual theater or the audience yeah but the the woman obviously would burn and did burn quite badly and also, her vocal cords have been cut. There's a slit in her throat that has uh, cut her vocal cords. So she couldn't scream because the, the fireman explains that most people who die in a fire die from screaming because you inhale the heat and burn your in- from the inside out. So if you can't scream, it lasts longer and it's more brutal. Yeah, the, fi- the fireman actually said, you've got a chance to survive a fire if you just <laughs> if you don't stand scream, still yeah. and take it. Yeah. <laughs> because... You might survive the burns. So basically, what they've done by prolonging the by cutting the vocal cords is prolonging the agony of this woman, who burnt from the outside in rather than the inside out. Quite quickly, the public identify the victim 
because um, the, the news reporters go on and try and get some uh, information. And it turns out she was a businesswoman who, I guess, was on the fiddle. And she... uh, no, it's, oh, it's not quite. I got so she, okay. she, I got she worked for the treasury, so she's government. Oh, okay. Um, well, so she's pretty. That might be me. Profile, I might miss that. But she was known. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, she was quite corrupt, uh, <laughs> and it was things like giving companies, big companies, tax breaks, this sort of thing, yeah. greasing the wheels, that sort of thing. She was so corrupt. She had the word "corrupt" branded onto her forehead. <laughs> it, indeed. I'm just going to let the cat out of the room. Okay. <laughs> One sec. The cat is out of the room. Cool. So we cut from there. We cut straight back to the hospital where Selfie Cop is. Um, Helena, um, Iona is vigorously massaging his legs this time um, <laughs> because she thinks he's about to wake up. His toes moved. It, yeah, she reckons his toes moved. <laughs> I've just Wait, written, is, what is the incredible. fuck is going he, on? He had his head stamped on yesterday. Yeah, she's convinced he's about to wake up. So she says to his wife, keep talking to him, keep him entertained. Um, I've just written, what the hell's going on? This is a really weird scene. The fact that she was just got her sleeves rolled up and was just massaging this guy. <laughs> uh, but it all, it does all come, it does all make sense at the end. Um, Helena and Hiona are then, there's a really weird scene. They're walking through this park and the, a kid accidentally kicks a football in front of them. Did you catch yeah. this? And, yeah, she just... And Helena <laughs> picks not... it up and yeah. throws it back at this kid and nearly breaks the kid's face in half. Yes, right. I don't know if it was intentional or not, because it cut away quite quickly from it. But it was, it was. uh, I like that. It just kept that in. It really made me laugh. I think she was trying to throw it back to the kid, and the kid would catch it and walk off. But she literally smashed this football into this kid's face, and then it cut away really quickly. It it proper made me laugh, and it's like, what the hell? Why is that left? Why has that been left in? Cut from there to there's a big face clock in Elena's office, and it's now quarter past three. So yeah. we're coming up on another murder. And I've written here, there's a real lack of urgency here. <laughs> <laughs> they don't appear to want to uh, get anywhere. Helena then gets a call to head to the commissioner's office. George, because needs to go see her boss. Because the perp is in the station. That's what it says. That's what this uh, call says. Got, the perp is here. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were in the station. So. And then we get a revelation. The twist is revealed. Which happened quite early, I thought, but it was quite clever how they did it. So who? Yeah, halfway through the movie, I thought it was a bold move. Yeah, it great. Works. Who's the perp, Nick? Uh, it's Iona. Yeah, it is. She is the bad guy, and she is behind all of this. Um, because they they find out that she no one was sent to them from the CBS. Yes, and then it all kind of unravels from there, doesn't it's, it? It's a forged. They've got a forged transfer note or whatever it is. Yeah. And we get a flashback then to back to the theatre uh, when, you know, when Helena and Iona, Iona met up backstage. Yeah. And I did think she'd got there really quickly and it turned out it's because she was there the whole time. And you see her taking her mask off and then pulling her gun and literally bumping into Helena straight away. Uh, she she then rings. Yes, yeah, she does. She, she calls Elena's phone and she says, get down. Yeah, get away from the window and get down. She does and she pulls everybody else out of the way. And then a great big wheel crashes through the window <laughs> huge great big like uh, cart wooden cart wheel yeah it's, it's not a wagon wheel to, it. to bring us back full circle <laughs> yeah <Nice. laughs> and it's got a man strapped to it and this man's arms and legs are all broken and he's kind of strapped into like a wheel shape 
And he has the word slanderer written on him. Yeah. They then have a conversation. Sort of. of, uh, So the the police guys have a conversation. Whilst this guy is still just. Dangling through the window. Casually next to them. Dangling through the window. In you know. With his arms and legs at right angles. (laughs) And and they say. Oh. um, They they work out that she. They've not caught Iona on CCTV at any point. Yeah. And. And that she shopped herself. Yes. So. It was her that gave the tip off that she was uh, um, not sent by the CBS. Yeah. Uh, to which Elena says, "Well, this is all part of the game. Then we we only know what she wants us to know." Yeah. And they're trying to get a shot of her, aren't they? Because, but like you said, she hasn't revealed herself to any CCTV or any cameras yet. Yeah. Um, but Elena says that's probably a good thing because the media have seen her with me. So if we release yeah. her picture, they're going to think something weird is going on. Um, yeah, because she's been hanging around with a cop for the last two days. Elena gets another call on her phone while she's back in her office, and when she turns around, uh, Iona is right behind her. But it turns out it that's a, a good. A, it was a good dream scare. It was a good it? little jump dream scare, yeah. And but uh, but Elena remembers she does know how to find her because previously in the movie, uh, Iona had sort of exchanged a quick hello with who what. The, the guy that turns out to be the police um, sketch artist yeah sketch artist um, and Elena quickly finds this guy who confirms that oh yeah that that was uh, Magda yeah uh, she, I used to work with her back in uh, back in Warsaw at the CBS yeah and then then they show her the picture they show the same guy the picture of what's just happened of this guy on the wheel and he's like oh yeah I know him as well he used yeah, to be our boss. our old boss he was our old boss <laughs> he also says Oh, he, he's the guy who testified against her that got her fired. Yeah. There's a lot of... The, this guy's your uh, Captain Exposition, isn't he? <laughs> he's given a lot he of information yeah. quite quickly. Uh, but again, this, because this film moves at such a... There's a lot to pack in and it's such a pace that it moves at. So you have to kind and of... And that definitely, that definitely happened in the in the next scene. We should talk about um, <laughs> Captain Exposition 2. That turns out to be Magda's mum. Yeah. So we get a quick they, we get they, a quick montage of how the man we get quick yeah he does but we get before that we get a quick montage of how she killed this man on the uh, wheel yes. so you see a sledgehammer in his arms and legs to break them and then sledgehammer in his head to kill him and then tying him to this wheel at the and it, this all happened at the police station they realise she'd brought yeah, the, so she'd brought the man in alive and killed him there yeah from the, she'd had a delivery basically yeah basically <laughs> which was him in a massive box <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like you say, yeah, we cut from there to the police raid the house that the man gave her the address, and it turns out it's a, a well, I guess we call it a Magda from now on. It's Magda's mum's house. Yeah, and she's there. Magda's mum's there, and there's two young kids there. Um, both the kids are disabled. Yes, and it turns out, according to Magda's mum, that it costs a million euros a year to look after these two kids. Correct, five hundred thousand per child per child per for, year for the. For the no, it's it doesn't cost that much. That's how much the treatment costs. Yeah, for the for will cost. Yeah, yes. Um, and obviously they don't have that sort of money. They're also being evicted from the house. Um, so you're getting a bit of an explanation of why she's doing this, I guess, from this point from this point onwards. Uh, well, yes, because very quickly Elena goes through the murder victims in reverse order. Yeah, we already know about the supervisor, who was the guy who came through the wheel. Yeah, um, we then find out that Magda slash Iona worked for the treasury. Yeah, um, and the the woman who was killed at the opera, um, 
didn't have her back when Magda sort of did some whistleblowing, yeah. basically. Um, she also used the loan shark. Yeah. And he then didn't pay them the money back. Uh, oh, and by the way, she works at the abattoir. As well. <laughs> so she had a reason to kill all of these people. Yes. Because they've all wronged her in the past, I guess. And it's all connected. And at this point, Elena, El- Helena does some actual police work <laughs> and has the bright idea that maybe, as the family's about to be evicted, the landlord could be in a bit of bother. Yes. So she gets the name of the landlord, doesn't she, of the mum? Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, it's 5.48pm. Of course it is. <laughs> um, and... We cut to Magda and she's driving like a little, almost like a golf cart. It is a golf cart. um, With a barrel in the back. And I guess we know what's in this barrel. And we do know what's in this barrel because we see a view from the inside of the barrel. Barrel cam. Barrel cam with a man inside. And he's got a presser written on his forehead. He's very much alive. He's very much alive for now. Um, She gets this barrel, she drives it to the top of a hill. And then she lets it go. And she rolls this barrel down this hill at fucking full pace. Uh, again, taking out people on it as it goes down. People are diving out of its way. People are getting so run this, over by it. This is my second unintentionally comic moment, <laughs> was some of these people trying to avoid this barrel. There was one guy in particular who just stood there, clearly could have gone out of the way. And he was like, oh, this barrel... What do I do? And the way it was shot was like it's slowly coming, <laughs> and I can't. Well, it wasn't traveling slowly, but the way it was edited, yeah. it was like he had more than enough time to sidestep out of the. Way. There was a couple when the horse was bolting as well on the bridge because one bloke just jumped out of his way and put himself straight through a car windscreen. Yeah, like you could have yeah. just stepped out of the way of it, but he literally dived through a car windscreen. And, and look, I get that stuff. It's low budget. That's yeah, stuff it's, tough to do. Yeah, that, it is. Isn't it? I, Agreed. You can forgive but, it, but because... there was a couple of laughs here for me. Yeah. It does. It takes out a few of these people. It, it picks up speed. You, we get the in-barrel cam again, and you can yeah, see this guy's guy being bashed around inside this barrel. There's blood flying everywhere. Pounded. Yeah, he's getting destroyed. It gets to the bottom of the hill and gets hit by a car yeah. and rammed into a tree. Elena shows up really quickly, like as soon as this has happened, because by the time she gets... At the bottom of the hill. At the bottom of the hill. She's basically at the bottom of the hill. And she spots Magna walking away from the scene. So she follows her, obviously, because that's what cops do. And she loses her because she gets on a bus. So Elena gets her car, follows the bus. Um, I was going to say we get a bit of a car chase, but we don't because the bus pulls over into traffic almost instantly. Her and a few other cops surround this bus with their guns. And the bus driver says, oh, she went that way and kind of points the way she went. And we get taken to somewhere again that this location is becoming a bottom (laughs) of the stream trope because... We're at out an, of nowhere, yeah. We're at, out of nowhere at an abandoned train station. Or a Yeah, we've gone a uh, rail yard. Rail yeah. yard. We've gone from a gone from the city centre, walked around the corner to an abandoned rail yard. <laughs> and this does these abandoned rail yards seem to appear in quite a few of our films just lately. I don't know if you've noticed it. Because <laughs> there was definitely yeah, one yeah, it did, in it did make me chuckle. There was definitely one in Darklight. And there was also what what was that one um oh the revenge one. Oh, I was thinking of um the girl who made giants. Not uh, they oh, might be yeah. giants. That's a pop group. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was that called? I can't remember. <laughs> Hold on, I'll find it. I'll try it was and... Jordan's film. Last season. Yeah. I kill giants. I kill giants. Yep, there was one in that. And there was also one in Oh, 
what was that film called? Acts of Vengeance. Oh, there was, yes. It's becoming a yeah. bottom of the stream thing to abandon train yards for some reason. That's four off the top of our heads. They split up when they get there and instantly Helena gets knocked out by Magda. Yep, and hauled into a... Into a room. Cart, I guess. Um, camera cuts away and then we're back at the police station. Helena's there. She's just being worked on by some medics. And we appear to have lost two hours. Or well, Helena's lost yeah, so two there, hours. There's, it's covered by a single line and, and she says something like, oh, I don't know why she held me for two hours. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, but she's survived, so she's okay. She then gets sent a picture of a man with the word crook written on his head, but not on his head, like a pic- it's written on the picture on his head. It's like Photoshop. Photoshop, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, turns out this man is the Prime Minister of Poland. Yeah, we're going high. Yeah, so uh, obviously that causes a security issue. So we, we go to a, a room full of men in suits, the, the the security men for the Prime Minister, I guess. And yep. Elena's sitting there at this meeting and she's not really that interested. She's kind of just looking at her phone. And when she looks at her phone, she... They, they, they're not taking her seriously. No, they're not listening to her at all. fellow and, policemen. No. They're like... Well, we, we get threats on his life um, all the time. Um, yeah, to, because tomorrow or today, I've lost track of if it's the same day or not, the, the Prime Minister will, at 6pm, will be attending a event at a stadium. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no, we're the best security, Don't nothing can possibly happen. It will be fine. Um, we get threats yeah, on his life yeah. all the time, that sort of thing. Um, while she's sitting in this meeting, Elena's just looking for her phone, and she finds a video that Magda has obviously left on her phone during these missing two hours. Yeah. And it's basically a video message to the Prime Minister telling him she's going to kill him is basically what it is yeah is this you know you broke your manifesto promises you're not helping the little guys like you said it's a it's a political tale as old as time yes (laughs) so as soon as the security details see this information or see this video they steal Helena's phone and they're like this is our case now um yeah you're off this is a terrorist security this is a terrorist threat now because it's a threat direct threat on the life of the prime minister it is the next day because he is the prime minister is doing a public show, I guess, and he's going to the speedway. He's the guest of honor. Guest, yeah, that's the word. Like, well, guest of honor at the speedway stadium. meet, and he gets introduced in front of the whole crowd, and it's five five fifty five p.m. and Helena's there as well. She's on the other side of the stadium, kind of just seeing what's going to go down, and it turns out it's the prime minister's birthday. <laughs> um, yes. So the crowd sing happy birthday to him. Some of the racers bring him out a birthday gift. Yeah. And before I thought this was quite funny. Before he even opened the box, the stadium announcer said what was in it. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. get as no surprise. It, surprise. It's turned out it's a golden helmet. So he, I have put at this page, he's getting a head in a box. It's literally seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is. He, he opens his his golden helmet. He goes to put it on his head. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't fit on his head because there's already a head in there. Um, obviously, his security go ballistic. They bundle him out of the stadium quite quickly. Cut back to the medical center. I guess what do they call it morgue. Um, the the golden helmet with the head in is there, and the head gets taken out of the helmet. And whose head is it? It's Magda's. It's Magda's now- head. This may have been on me. Okay. Did you get it straight away? No. <laughs> because it comes I about three pause. lines down in my notes. I had to pause and double check. Again, 
I know it's low budget and I, I'm willing to forgive it because it's difficult to create a fake head. <laughs> but I didn't get it straight away it was her. I didn't get it until the next bit because they pull a thumb drive out of its mouth. Yeah. And I was like, that's definitely Magda. You can, yeah. you could tell at that point that because I think that possibly was her with just a head sticking through a table. Um, yeah, I think you. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, yeah, so they pull this thumb drive out of the head's mouth. They watch it. Uh, it's basically a confession, isn't it? It's of everything that's happened. And but it's also been leaked to the news. Yeah, they have. A copy. They have a copy, and they're going to show it in its foot. There's 21 minutes long, she says, and we're going to show it in full because it changes the face of this case. It's how the news reporter describes it. Yeah, it's it's basically yeah. Pin it. She she's saying all these murders are are at the door of the prime minister. Yeah, it's down to you. Um, she she wants him to explain to her kids why she's now dead. Um, but it is a mystery. There's a mystery left in this film of who killed her and who put her head in the golden helmet. Exactly. <laughs> and at somebody literally details that. Somebody says that it is a mystery who killed her and put it in the helmet. Yes. And as, as that is being said, yeah. we get a tight zoom in. Onto Helena. On Helena, who is sitting, feeding the pigeons. (laughs) And then we get a flashback to our two missing hours. So it cuts back to when Helena was taken out by Magda in the train station. Um, Cut from there, she's tied up to a chair. Um, And there's also a guillotine in the room. (laughs) (laughs) A massive, full-size. Proper full-size guillotine. Yeah, Magna basically, Magda basically says there's an insurance policy that will pay out when I die. Um, but obviously not if it's suicide, so you need to make sure that it isn't. She, yeah, she says, I've got a big enough insurance policy to look after my kids. Yeah. It will afford the treatment that they need. I just need your help to finish yeah. this off. And she gives her the whole life story, doesn't she? And she says to Elena, look, you're tied to the chair. It's a, it's a loose knot. You will easily get out of it. Uh, but I, I can't finish this without your assistance. And she says, and I know you'll do it because I've been watching you for a year. Yeah. And she knows. And she says, I know, I know you've got it in you to do it because I know what you were planning, what you're to, planning do to do that. to the man who killed your fiance. Yeah. Who I guess now is the junk man from the very beginning of the film. Um, and that's why she's chosen her. She says, there's a video on your phone that's got instructions that explains what to do with me after my head, after I'm die after I'm dead. Uh, and then she gets in the guillotine and guillotines her own head off. We're coming right to the end of the film now. So, um, Selfie Cop is awake. He's now woken up. He's absolutely fine. Doesn't appear to have any... Uh, well, he's got some ill effects because he's a bit angry. Uh, yeah, he's thrashing around in the hospital. Yeah. We get a bit, the, the end of this I is mean, a bit like the end. Incre- can I just say, before we move on, it's an incredible recovery given, I must say, four days ago... He had his head stomped him by a horse. It's a bit like that guy who got shot point blank from a shotgun a few weeks ago. We're seeing a, a thing about uh, miraculous recoveries just lately. And then we get, it's a bit like the end of Saw now because it cuts back through the film to show you all the stuff that Helen has done to set this up. So yeah. she sent the picture to herself of the Prime Minister with his with crook written on his head. Um, she manages to get into the stadium with the head in a bag. Um, yeah, she walked in there pretty easy. She did, yeah, straight past the Prime Minister's security. Um, she manages to find the helmet in a room on its own yeah. um, and puts the head inside. Um, and she also sends the thumb drive to the press. Um, yeah. And that's the film. That's wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow. Um, we cut back. The very final scene of the film is the drunk man who we met earlier, very beginning of the film, 
walks back, goes back to his apartment. He's still drunk driving. Still drunk driving because he pulls up in his car. car. Staggers out of his car. When he gets into his apartment, Helena's there and she pistol whips him and takes him down. And then the film ends. Overall, what are your thoughts, Nick? I had a great time. (laughs) It's so much fun. A real surprise. Yeah. Um, It's a little hidden gem, this one. It absolutely flew past. It really did. It moves at such a pace. I can't (laughs) describe to you how fast it moves. Too fast. There was so much happening. There was. And and there's guts everywhere. There's brains. There's spleen. There's... Oh, my word. It is visceral, this Yeah, it really is. I could have done it. I would have been happily took another 20 minutes of it. Maybe even half an hour. You, you could do that, but then you are just making seven if you slow it down. <laughs> true, you, that's true. You know, but they are just making seven anyway. <laughs> they are, but for, for like, it's like an ADHD version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've only seen seven once, and that was a very long time ago. And even I, I picked it's, it's up. It's one of my favorite films. If, <laughs> it, it, it's, I, I think I, I even named it in our our top ten in our, our first Christmas. Yeah, I think you did. We did with, with Grief Burrito. I, it is. I love that film, um, and this is that on speed. Um, <laughs> I've only watched it once, as many, many, breathe. many years ago, and even I picked up that it was basically a remake. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, so, but it's that's not it's not it's different enough for it to be not just a parody, but it's really good. I mean, Seven is 25, 26 years old this year. Yeah, so wow. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it, it's fine. You know, the performances are pretty good. Um, it does have its laugh out loud moments that aren't supposed to be there. It is a bit shonky, but I think it's the best Polish film I've ever I seen. Completely agree. <laughs> Don't you think the Maybe shonky moments add to its charm a little bit, though? Because it's not, I think it's so, not yeah. well-rounded and it's not polished. There are I, bits. I, can't of it. Say, I, I can't believe we've not mentioned uh, Helena's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her hair was a very strange. Uh, Design because it isn't an all timer. <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't even want to describe it. Maybe we'll just put a picture in the Discord and uh, let people de- debate whether it's a nice haircut or not. Uh, yeah, it's you can't not. I, I look. A lot of people won't like this because it, it is gory. It is disgusting. Um, it's proper. Vis- when that guy gets ripped in half, they leave no detail. You see yeah, everything. It's, it is pretty stupid how um, you know inept the police are just to. <laughs> move the story forward a bit yeah. but it flies by so quickly you'll have a good time if if you remotely like this sort of movie um yeah it's it's bonkers agreed it's 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 <laughs> i just think about the three movies we've seen in the last three weeks so that's why i love doing the show <laughs> <laughs> it's like there couldn't be from, three different films could they we've gone from um you know a, a teen coming out movie yeah. to a uh, a zombie musical to a gory serial killer police movie seven remake um, we've gone from america to scotland to poland <laughs> brilliant it's, i love it it's what we do it's what we it's what we love about this show do you want to talk stream table yeah do, do you want to have a guess at what the uh what shed them means? go on does it mean seven, seven. <laughs> yeah <laughs> should have got that shouldn't i that's terrible that is terrible i should have got that i'm disappointed with myself do you want to talk stream table? Yeah, let's do it. Where am I uh, recapping from? 
I mean, it's top ten for me. Agreed. I I, I think it, it's it's probably a bit higher, but I just let's hear the top ten. Let's go from there. Top ten currently is the Discovery at number ten. Uh, Pottersville's at number nine. Al Camino Christmas is at number eight. Uh, Ross Cook's Wildcard: A Silent Voice is at number seven. Alex Strange Love is at number six. Cat the top five is Catfight. VFW at number four. Nick's Wildcard: Lost Bullet at number three. Last week's film, Jordan's wildcard, Anna and the Apocalypse at number two. And Sam's wildcard, Calibre, still at number one. I'm, um, I'm pretty high on this. Me too. Um, it's, it's, it's that old thing of um, I had a lot of fun and it, it might end up being higher than some films that are, be- that, that are better than it. Yep. Um, <laughs> but this is just wild. This is a wild ride. Um, it might sneak in the top three for me. I, I might even go higher than that. I don't know well, if this doesn't deserve to be at the top. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not doing a fucking because go there. if I was going to watch one of them again, I would pick this. Now you're you're not you're not an aficionado of cop films. Either. Not at all. Not at all. I don't um, really do them. Like I say, I've only seen seven once. For me, it's between you, this and Calibre. Uh, I think it's better than Lost Bullet. Yeah, I I think I I would give it. Anna and the Apocalypse is it's, a lot it's totally of fun. Different. It's, it, yeah, te- technically it is probably not as good as Lost Bullet. I'm thinking like that fight scene in that in that no. um, police station. You've got obviously the the sort of um, car stunts as well. Yeah. But I, but we're not looking for best man, films. We're looking I, for I hidden like gems. And I like a surprise. And and this this. This was a blast. It was. It's a better film I, than I, Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse is possibly slightly more fun. I found myself listening to the soundtrack of Anna and the Apocalypse as I walked to my parents' house the other day. Oh, yeah, I put it on. Things. I put it on as I was walking and I had uh, no such thing as a Hollywood ending blasting out in my ears. I can get on board with this being third. I can get on board with this being second. Um, it was... It didn't, it didn't fall away like I felt Anna and the Apocalypse did last year. Last year? Uh, last week. <laughs> I, I think it's a better film than Anna and the Apocalypse. Man, I, I mean, I hadn't, to be honest, considered it going top. Uh, second was as high as I'd have, I'd have thought. But, I mean, I... If you, if you it, take everything not, else away from it and just put Calibre and this next to each other, which is the better film? Which is the better film? <laughs> Calibre's a better film. Is it? I, I I'll take that. If that's what you think, then I'll take that. No, I think it's a better film. I'm not saying it, this shouldn't be number one. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a coin flip for me. It's really, really tight, isn't it? I'm not trying to get out of it. It's, it's a coin flip. <laughs> Honestly. It could it could go either way. I had a it, lot this, more fun this, watching the this. Acting than is, Cal- the acting isn't great in this. No, the dub's it's, pretty it, bad as well, it, to be fair. It's It's got some unintentional comedy, comedy moments in. Um, it looks pretty cheap points i i want to say i had a lot more fun watching this than i did caliber but caliber isn't supposed to be fun and this isn't supposed is this supposed to be fun yeah when you make a film that's as gory like that it's supposed to be when it goes that quick yeah but caliber does have that one moment at the beginning where you're like holy fuck i did not see that coming and hey come on the last remember the last shot in that movie yeah the last shot is awesome haunting (laughs) It, like it's a coin flip. It is a coin flip. Honestly. I think, like you said, Calibre is a better film, but this one's more entertaining. So it's it's where do you put them? I think Calibre probably does have to stay at number one. 
I, I, it is so close it is, for it's me, a, honestly. It's a in, coin toss. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm. I, I'm just thinking. Genuinely, I don't know. Don't if know. I'm sti- I only watched this last night. Yeah, I did as well. I don't know if I'm still a bit high on it. Maybe. I. I but we are where we are. are we. We're talking about this when we're talking about it. So, should we put it at number two with the caveat? One that, and a half. One and a half. Maybe just have a joint number one. I've never done that before. Um, we'll put it at number two with a caveat that one is the better film, but one is the more entertaining film. So it's whichever you're into for that. Whatever you're looking for that evening. Okay. Number two. That's two number twos in two weeks. There you go. <laughs> and it's broken up our wildcard section as well. There's a there's a film that's not a wildcard film near the top now, which is nice. Good. Hey, I I I agree. How are you turning the tide on it though? <laughs> oh, that is tough. I just want to make it a little bit um, long, a little bit longer, but I, I don't want a bit the more time to breathe. Yeah, but I don't want the pace to alter. I want a longer film, but still keep hitting me in the face with shit. Yeah, because you know it was a bit of a cop out that they were like there's there was a week of murders, but they had Sunday off. So because they did say that's exactly a line from the film. So yeah, put me another murder in the middle. Give me another one. Um, I I I really liked the reveal being halfway through. Yeah, that really worked. You know, we 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 I'll, yeah. We I think if that twist had been at the end, yeah, I don't think we'd have liked no, it. No, you're so right. Much. It wouldn't. Have. It would have been that old complaint of that you're throwing too much at the end. You you get the first half where you're trying to guess who the perp is, and the second half of understanding why this person is doing what she's doing. Yeah, it was a good balance. It, right, it really worked. I wouldn't be surprised if it's almost exactly halfway through as well. I think it pretty 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 much yeah. was. I don't want to recast so it. I, I don't want to remake it. Just, just make it a little bit more, bit a little bit longer because it's so much fun. I'm disappointed when it ended. I guess maybe give give some of the, particularly our two leads. Maybe give them a chance to do some proper acting. Yeah, there's a lot of re- reacting going on to these ridiculous situations. <laughs> True. There's probably you could give the lead there a bit more to work with on the old um, the tr- the trauma of losing a fiance. Um, yeah, a bit, bit more time to breathe. You could you could probably, um, yeah, you're probably right. An, an extra 10 or 15 minutes. I think it might have pushed it to the top all. if we'd have done that. It's the character piece, isn't it? That's the bit that's missing. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, should we pick next week's film? Yeah, let's do What it. do you want? What are you looking for? <laughs> um, uh, what haven't we had I'm recently? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I want something a bit calmer. Um, <laughs> we haven't had a horror for a while. Recently? I mean, in a way, that was this. Yeah, but you know what I mean, like haunted house type horror. I don't, I don't want any more ghosts this season. <laughs> Shall I just press the button and we'll see what we get? Yeah, after dead con and um, malevolent, malevolent. I don't want any more. True, ghosts. that's fair. Right, I'm gonna press the button. Are you ready? Just see what we get. Yep. It has picked a film called A Red Dot. Oh, okay. Any ideas? Yeah, I do because I. I the randomizer works in strange ways. <laughs> it does indeed. I, I, Very I random. Put this on. I, yeah, <laughs> I I put this on the long list only a week or two ago. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's brand new. It only came out this year. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. It's brand okay. new, according to IMDb, anyway. Um, it's foreign again. Okay. Two weeks in a row, we're doing a foreign film. This one's Swedish. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Uh, do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. When Nadia becomes pregnant, they make an attempt to rekindle their relationship by travelling to the north of Sweden for a hiking trip, but soon their romantic trip turns into a nightmare. Okay. Brand new film, 2021. It's 15, currently rated at 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. And it is a Netflix original as well. 
Excellent. So yeah, go out and check out Red Dot. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. The username is all the same. It's at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Our email address, if you want to get in touch, is bottom of the stream at gmail.com. The website is bottom of the stream.com. On there, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded. You'll find all the stream tables. You'll find some information on the Botskas from last year, which is coming up again very rapidly for this year. Um, you'll also find some merch. Uh, also, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. On there for a couple of quid every month, you can get some early access to the episodes, you can get some bonus episodes, get some stickers if you want them. Nick writes a newsletter every month. If you come in at a certain level, you'll get a wild card, so you can pick the films that we choose. And also, come and join us on Discord, because we're having so much fun over there. And the link to the Discord will be at the bottom of this episode's show notes. Yep, come and talk to us on Discord. It's a lot of fun. The other thing you could do, which really helps us out, is to leave us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts. That could be on Apple Podcasts, it could be on Podbean, it could be on Podchaser, or it could be on Spotify. Um, I am not going to say brand your podcast review. I am going to say leave us a podcast review, even if you wanted to, in Polish. I had an amazing long weekend a few years ago in Poland. I had a great time. Went to Krakow. Nice. Heartily recommend a visit to Poland. Don't get tied to any horses while you're there. No, please don't. Excellent. So yeah, do that and um, go out and watch Red Dot and we'll come back next week to talk to you about it. Cheers. Bye.